You're listening to Tech Talk Central. I'm really glad uh, to be talking with Professor John Barras. He's sitting just opposite me, and uh, I would like to welcome him aboard. Thank you for coming here. Thank you for talking to us. Professor. Thank you very much, and thanks for inviting me to, to share a few thoughts with you this morning. Could you introduce yourself, please? Sure. I am uh, John Barras, or Yanis Barras, and I am at the University of Maryland. I graduated from NTUA back in the 70s, and I took my PhD from Harvard. At Maryland, I founded the Institute for System Research. I'm also with the Department of Electrical Engineering, Mechanical Engineering, and Biomedical Engineering. I also hold the Tiger and Lander Guest Professorship at the Royal Institute of Technology in Sweden this year, where I also have a part-time appointment, and I also ho- hold the uh, Hans Fischer Senior Fellowship at the Technical University of Munich for three years now. I work in several areas in engineering, and in medicine I work primarily on health IT and from management of hospitals to uh, sensors to actually modeling various kinds of uh, common diseases like Alzheimer's and diabetes. Uh, reading your profile, uh, I had the sense that you are a, a technical renaissance man. You are dealing with many, many issues, many, many fields. Could you like to a general comment on that? Because uh, I, often, I know that uh, you are also a member of the Swedish Academy. Yeah. The... Um The field I work primarily is systems and systems engineering and model. Mm-hmm. And as the word system is a Greek word coming from the word systema, which means putting things together, you can imagine that this applies to many things. And currently it has become a, a, a very uh, productive field uh, from engineering. And also it has been applied to medicine recently. There was actually a report from the presidential advisors, President Obama, pointing out that systems engineering holds the promise for making medicine cheaper and higher quality. Mm-hmm. And that explains why I'm working in so many areas, if you like. And uh, uh, while talking outside, you told me something that uh, I find it very impressive. This is the center of medicine. Yes. Could you explain that, please? Okay, what's happening in medicine, and I apologize to my medical colleagues, medicine, given the difficulty of the human body and biology, has, be, has been primarily an empirical science. And now we're trying to make it a model-based science. And that goes under the names of systems medicine, systems biology, and so on and so forth. So this introduction of scientific method of modeling so that you can have causal prediction in mm-hmm. medicine is changing medicine. Mm-hmm. And therefore, information technology plays a big role here. And this convergence this century is changing med- medicine fundamentally. And that's why I say this is the, the century of medicine. And IT is greatly involved in that. We cannot do it without IT. Could you explain that also? Okay, so in uh, the Swedish Academy of Engineering Sciences, which I'm a member, we did a study about five years ago. The topic mm-hmm. was technology, economics, and medicine. Uh, to be brief, the primary con- uh, conclusion was that unless you involve the patient as mm-hmm. an energetic and active member of its healthcare from birth to death, you're not going to have low-cost or high-quality medicine. Mm-hmm. And you cannot have that, actually, without having informed patients. And therefore, health IT plays a very important role, not just for patients, but for doctors, for hospitals, for the whole operation. Do the patients want to be informed? Not clear. Mm-hmm. Uh, there are various, uh, the issue is very complicated because it involves psychology, behavior, it involves the humans, it involves the doctors, it involves legal bodies, it involves economic factors. To answer you directly, uh, It's difficult because sometimes you don't want to know that a big disease is coming. Maybe you're not strong enough to take care of it. 
So it is something that uh, people are working on, try to understand what to do and how mm-hmm. to prepare people mm-hmm. to understand what's coming to them. That's a psychology side. Yes. Yes. Very important topic. And very vague. Yes, right now we don't understand it. There are uh, there are studies for various groups of people and so on and so forth, trying to understand what they're going to uh, be able to accept. Mm-hmm. Because in two years from now, you're going to be able to get your full genome in about $500. Uh, that's going to be able to predict certain diseases that you may be getting. Mm-hmm. And then the question is, can you handle that? Do you want to know that? The mm-hmm. people that they mm-hmm. say, no, I don't want to know that. So the prevention plays a, b- a very big role in that. Yes. Preventive maintenance. Mm-hmm as it is preventing maintenance for your car, if you allow me the, the metaphor, yes. it's extremely important to be able to have better quality uh, medicine and lower cost. Mm-hmm. What, is, what is basically a very negative factor in medicine right now is the exponentially growing cost elsewhere. There are many reasons for that, but unless the patients get involved, uh, my prediction is that we're not going to be able to control it. So the, the critical factor is the patient himself? Yes. Okay. Which is a known factor. <laughs> very difficult. Yes, I agree with you. Let's go back to the energy harvesters. Why do we need them? And uh, in what stage we are right now? There are a lot of developments in devices mm-hmm. in, in medicine. Uh, several of them are, have to do with sensors that you wear, and mm-hmm. some of them actually are implanted. Mm-hmm. Uh, these sensors collect data, and then they have to transmit them somewhere. Mm-hmm. Okay? For, to do that, you need energy. Now, uh, the biggest problem in wireless communications is, is energy and batteries. So nobody's going to walk around with several batteries. So the issue here is can we develop small sensors that they are on you and by uh, harvesting the energy from your movements, like your hands. That's the value added of movement. Yes. Then they can use enough energy to, mm-hmm. co- to compute whatever they have to compute and transmit it. A very good example is many of the watches you're wearing, they don't have batteries. They just mm-hmm. use the motions of the your mechanical wrist. motion. It's the same idea. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And uh, what are the trends in that field? Very promising. It looks like that uh, there's enough uh, energy to, mm-hmm. to, to, to be able to, to help various sensors to function mm-hmm. uh, to the point where they collect the information and transmit it perhaps to your wireless phone and then from there you go to the network. And takeoff is when? One year, two years, or it has already started? It's already started it already in prototypes started. Yes. and I think in about two years you're going to see them in the field. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Another issue, wireless devices and wearables. This is also very important. There, is a, a, there are several big conferences in the area. If you ever go to any of those, you will find now 4,000 participants and maybe 2,000 companies creating mm-hmm. these wireless wearables devices. There is even uh, wearable computers that you're going to wear to, again, monitor your basic functions. These are becoming more important now for elderly people and assisted living, assisted but eventually yes. will get to everybody. Yes, yes. So it's a part of the future of medicine. Absolutely, yeah. Yes. You cannot do medicine of the type we're talking about without having data and information. Therefore, collecting data from so patients. One of the big fields of big data. Yes. yes. And also, in medicine, every person is its own case. So you mm-hmm. cannot just go statistical. You need to have the ability to collect information from each patient. Yes. What's the social impact at life and uh, at work of, uh, I mean, uh, wearable devices? Uh, I've seen people that they wear them in work with no much problem. Uh, I don't think it's going to become a, a big issue, but still, people... Uh, are worried about because once you wear a device like that and it's obvious on you then people are worried well then people will know I'm sick or something right? so mm-hmm. there is another psychological so factor a, a there. Pri- privacy sector Pri- yes privacy. privacy is also a big issue mm-hmm. security is a big issue as you mentioned social okay? so there are now mm-hmm. social networks you can go and get information about your disease Okay. so the question we face is how integrity how, how, what is the integrity of this information mm-hmm. 
mm-hmm. right? H- how can you assure yeah. that information that the people get is actually high integrity? Mm-hmm. And therefore, privacy and security and integrity is a big issue. It's big data is a friend or a foe? It's absolutely a friend. You need, I mean, there are centers in the world now that they just collect data, they anonymize them, mm-hmm. so you can actually understand patterns. Mm-hmm. So you can actually get better diseases. So but so. anyway, we, we should be careful. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. I would like also a comment on social networks. Social networks is everything else from manufacturing to healthcare are becoming important. Mm-hmm. Uh, there are groups uh, that they have many very beneficial, uh, you know, impact on particular diseases. Mm-hmm. I mean, I like to mention work we're doing in diabetes and Alzheimer's where we found that mm-hmm. data from hospitals mm-hmm. and centers, but as well as from people that they volunteer, the data are extremely useful to understand what to do and mm-hmm. how to prepare people and help them. Yes. And uh, all these new things about e-payment systems and everything, uh, are they, um, they will be part of our life, it seems, after uh, yes. Apple Pay and all that. Uh, good or not? <laughs> I, I think it's inevitable. And there, as, inevitable. as I say, since I work a lot in wireless networks, there are two major uh, sectors of the economy that they will impact this technology. The one is this electronic payments and the mm-hmm. economy, and the other is medicine. Mm-hmm. Both of them will benefit from the availability of uh, wireless and mobile data. Both of them are at risk not to succeed if we don't succeed in containing the security and privacy and trust issues. So, uh, integrity, integrity, integrity. Yes. I'm afraid. Mm-hmm. Which is good and bad. Yeah. I mean, the internet is, uh, is like a, you know, several billion people city, mm-hmm. and it has its bad neighborhoods yeah, and so. its bad people. So, you so. have to be able to protect the good ones from the bad ones. And that's a major issue. Let's hope that the goods will win, finally. At least uh, defend enough. Defend enough. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. Really, really, thank you. Thank, thank you, you, Dr. Baras. Thank you. So, uh, this is Tech Talk Central, and uh, thank you for listening. Uh, we're broadcasting live from a fourth Moby Health conference in Athens, Greece. You're listening to Tech Talk Central.